Hello and welcome to Birkbeck Voices. I'm Louisa Ackerman and today I'm talking to Dr. Stefan Angles about insects and ice ages as he introduces me to the field of paleoclimatology. He will be delivering a talk as part of Birkbeck's Big Ideas series on Tuesday 12th of December at City and Islington College. Details and a link to book a free space for this session will be in the description of this podcast. Could you explain what paleoclimatology is to someone who's never heard of it like me? Um, thank you. Yeah, I can try that. Um, yeah, paleoclimatology is quite an uncommon word, but I think lots of people can paint a picture when you say climatology, which is the study of the processes that you know shape our weather and that determine how warm or cold it is now, as well as in the future. Um, and climatologists tend to focus on the here and now, or maybe on the last 30 years and on the next few decades ahead. Um, paleoclimatology, paleo is basically an adjective that gets added to that word, and paleo means ancient in, uh, in Greek. So paleoclimatology is basically the same as climatology, but then focusing on maybe the last few hundred years, last thousand years, tens of thousand years. So taking it a, a step further and really looking at climate mechanisms on longer timescales and seeing what they can tell us about what to expect in the future. Um, and we think, or at least I should say I think, that that's uh, something we really need because the future ahead of us is quite unknown. We obviously know that we are adding CO2 and other greenhouse gases to the atmosphere that will have a warming effect. But that warming effect will not sort of stop there. That will sort of introduce all kinds of what we call feedback mechanisms. So it will trigger follow-up changes, basically. Um, and we don't really know what to expect because we can't learn that kind of information from the last few decades because that didn't happen in the last few decades. But similar changes in nature did happen 10,000 years ago. 20,000 years ago and myself and my colleagues we try to unravel what happened in the past and how that went about and what we can learn from that for the future. And you do that specifically through insects or partly through insects? How can they tell us about climate change? Yeah insects is a bit of a, an odd um, thing to focus on I guess for a lot of people in this perspective but what we need, if you think about thousands of years or tens of thousands of years, is some kind of natural archive. Um, there is some written there are some written archives on climate change, maybe over the last few hundred years, but they don't stretch uh, further back in history because simply people weren't recording things longer ago. So we need some other way to try and find out what happened in the past, and we do that by looking at natural archives. Um, natural archives can be anything, but basically you have to think of some kind of environment where material accumulates with time. So you can, for instance, think of uh, a glacier or an iceberg where each year um, more and more snow is deposited and that stacks up layer by layer, year by year, and that way, and that way forms some kind of archive. The archive I work with is lake sediments. So also in lakes, things blow in by the wind each year. They uh, flow in by water each year and they get produced in the lake itself. If it's algae or insects that live in the lake. Uh, and each year all of this material dies back, sinks to the bottom and basically year on year a little bit of material will stack up one uh, layer on top of the next. So what I do and what colleagues of mine do as well is we take sediment cores through these layers of uh, sediment and we try and read that out by looking at what happened within the lake and around the lake. And an important component of that is the insects that actually lived in the lake. So um, within the ecosystem of a lake you have primary producers, algae, they get eaten by insects, insects get eaten by fish, so that's kind of where they sort of sit in that whole circle. But we can find little parts of the insects back because they fossilize pretty well uh, with time. So I try to find these little 
apart, I try to identify them, and then I try to say why changes occurred within the lake ecosystem, and maybe if that was related to climate or not. So, as you discussed before, there have been extreme climate fluctuations throughout the history of the world, but the way we talk about climate change today is often as if it's unprecedented. Do you think there is anything particularly unique about the climate change we're seeing now, and how do we know that, that it is different if it is? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, unprecedented, I would say yes and no, we'll get back to that. Um, it is unique, and we know this because of the CO2 levels. Um, when we look at these ice sheets that I just mentioned, where year-on-year -year material stacks up, um, there's tiny what we call inclusions, so little gas bubbles are included in these ice sheets, in these layers of snow. So each year, not only snow falls down, but also some atmosphere gets trapped. And we can actually take an ice core, so basically take a 10 centimeter wide core throughout three kilometers of ice, and see how the atmosphere itself changed with time. And we've done that in Greenland, we've done that in Antarctica. And by measuring these tiny bits of atmosphere, we know that in an ice age, typically CO2 levels in the atmosphere would be 180 parts per million. In a warm period, it will be 280 parts per million. But we're now currently looking at 400 parts per million. So we do know from the uh, geological record, as we'll call that, that, that 400 parts per million is really unprecedented. That might have occurred 55 million years ago, but never in the recent uh, sort of system that we're currently in, really. Um, so in that sense, we are in a unique sort of boundary condition set, because not only have we changed the atmosphere, but we've also changed the landscape by deforestation, uh, by pollution, etc. So there's all, a whole sort of unique set of characteristics at the moment in the world, which will definitely mean as what, that what's going on now uh, has not happened in the past before. Does that mean that paleoclimatology is useless? I would say the opposite. It just means that we need a lot more information to basically try and figure out what we can expect to happen in the next few decades. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, if you would like to ask Stefan any more questions, then please